I think we're recording. See, I'm not even sure that bestiality should be illegal. You know, oh, are we are we actually recording we're, right now? We're, we're recording now, yeah. Okay, good. Welcome back, everybody. My name's Don. Sitting across me is Damien. We're the Anything But Basketball podcast, and we're starting our week two episode here Tuesday for us. It'll be Thursday when you guys hear it. Uh, today we're going to go over our week one scores, talk about a few of the games we thought were important. We'll do our fantasy football predictions, go over how we fucked up last week, how we didn't. Uh, we'll get on to week two, how you should play your fantasy team, players at every position except for defense and kicker because no one cares about kickers. Sorry, Matt Prater, it's true. You'll probably just have a drink about it. It's fine. Puck of the week, savage of the week, our overreaction, which is where we're just going to take something that happened in week one, make a ridiculous prediction based on that game, and run with it. And uh, after that, we'll start talking about idiot fans, how our fantasy teams did coming up right away. Uh, me and Damien are in a league together. I ended up winning my league, 126 to 104, it's a PPR league. Uh, Mike Evans, big day. Seven catches, 147 yards, and a touchdown. Kind of got me over the hump on that one. Saquon Barkley as well with 20 points. I won my league, or my game, 141 to 103. My big scorer was uh, Michael Thomas, who had a fucking day. 16 receptions, 180 yards, a touchdown, 38 points. Solid. And Minnesota defense got me 18, which was nice. It's always nice when your defense gets you double-digit double points. The Titans' defense got me 11, but not as good as it could have been because they did allow 27 points. Right. That game was stupid anyway. It's delayed 87 times. Eight hour, Like an eight-hour football yeah. game? Yeah. Yeah. You put in a full shift watching that game. If you did, if you were at the bar, you were blacked out before third quarter for sure. Yeah, I, I tried watching it, but just so it hardly, it hardly was on during those eight hours. I, I stopped even trying. But. So let's go into start talking about week one scores. Thursday night, you had the Eagles hosting the Falcons. They ended up winning 18-12. Matt Ryan with a few shots in the red zone at the end. Couldn't quite get it done, even with Julio Jones. You had the Bengals with a pick six at the end of the game. Or was that a fumble six? I'm going to say pick six. Uh, I don't remember. Either way, defensive touchdown. No, it was, it was a fumble six because uh, was it uh, and Andrew Luck only threw one interception. It was the first pass of the game. His oh, nice. Pass of the game. So okay. Welcome back to the league, Andrew Luck. Right. Anyway, Bengals go up 34-23 in that game on the road. The Bills hosting. The, oh, they're going to Baltimore. Got absolutely... Annihilated. Annihilated. 47-3. Not even worth talking about. The Bucks saints game. A lot of people didn't see that coming. 48-40 to Buccaneers. Wow. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, four passing. 400 yards. 400 yards. One on the ground. Ryan Fitzmagic should be. Drew Brees probably beat his wife after that. The Patriots ended up winning by seven against the Texans. Not as close throughout the game as the score says it was. Niners, Vikings, Vikings at home take it by eight points, 24 to 16. Dolphins, Titans delayed 87 times. The game took literally four and a half weeks. 
27-20 Dolphins, couple of special teams touchdowns in that one. Jaguars, Giants, 20-15. Saquon had a big day, but not enough to get him over the hump. At the end of the day, Giants offense still struggling. Now we get to an interesting one. Steelers, Browns. Browns hosting. Ends up in a tie. 21-21. Which, Cleveland's best start since 2004 is a tie. Which was, yeah. Which was, I know, that is pretty bad. Since 2004, the best start that they've had week one is a tie. Yeah, so they've lost every year on opening day since 2004 up until this year because they tied. Yikes. I, I don't think they've tied other than that this week. So they've lost every single time since 04. Yeah. My my interesting stat on that was that the Browns were plus five in turnover margin. And since the Browns returned to the NFL, teams with a turnover margin of plus five or better in a game are 132-4-1. The Browns are responsible for two of those four losses and the tie. That hurts. Ye- Jesus. Not good. Just not oh, good. Oh, you, buddy. Hey, it's better than a loss. Kind of. Yep. It, it, no. Honestly, I think I'd rather lose. Yeah. I'd rather lose. Both teams miss a field goal at the end of OT. It's just the Browns get one blocked at the end of the game, which is just typical Browns. I mean, come on. It, it, ugly game, raining very hard, but the Steelers underperformed. The Browns did about as good as everyone thought they might do. Uh, Josh Gordon had a really nice touchdown grab there, but at the end of the day, it's a tie, and no yeah. one likes ties. I'd rather see a team lose. And you move on, you got the Chiefs at the Chargers. The Chiefs come out big right away. Tyreek Hill, punt return for a touchdown. He had a big day, a lot of PPR fantasy points. I think he mid-30s, he had like 33 points, something like that, 31. 41 in our league, our PPR yeah, league, he had 41 PPR, points. Yeah, 41. Disgusting. Uh, yep. The Chargers made it kind of a game, still lost by 10. Uh, I wouldn't let that decide that the Chargers are a bad or good football team. What? I think that was just bad luck. Mahomes with four tutters, though. I like his, uh, not his debut, good. but it, good, good week one. Yeah, he Keep looked it good. Moving. You got the Cowboys in a rainy day in Carolina. That game, I think, was also delayed right away. Uh, the Panthers ended up winning by 8, 16-8. Redskins put 200 yards on the ground against the Cardinals. Cardinals lose 24-6. You get to my team, the Broncos. They eked one out at home against Seattle. Good football team in Seattle. No question. Good backfield. Good uh, back half of the secondary. Uh, 27-24. Case Keenum. I I don't know how I feel about Case Keenum. That hurt. And I don't blame Case Keenum for all of those. I blame him for two of those. Mm-hmm. One was a tremendous play. Very good play. But Vance Joseph's play call, I was upset pretty much the whole... Even they won, and I was still mad about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, it should have been so much worse. It should have been, you know, 38-10. to 10. I, I should say I don't know what you mean. Uh, as a Bears fan, never <laughs> had that experience. If the Bears win, I'm happy as a fucking clam. But... but I, if they, yeah, I don't care if they win on a, a Bosch snap, uh, as long nope. as they win. Nah, uh, Denver defense, great, as always. Uh, 24 points Seattle put up was 
I mean, big plays. Just a couple big plays, big miscommunications. A young secondary gave up some big pass plays, but the rushing defense on point, 59 yards total. That's with Russell Wilson. He didn't have a lot of room to run around. Von Miller terrorized him the entire game. Three sacks, two forced fumbles, a fumble recovery. The guy was all over the place. Had himself a day. Then you go on to the next game, which is uh, Bears at Packers. Very good game mm-hmm. all the way to the end. Uh, Trubisky came up a little bit short. Uh, Aaron Rodgers makes a comeback the second half. Uh, the momentum just immediately swung. But uh, the big talking point, Khalil Mack in that first half, that was disgusting. A sack, a fumble, a forced fumble, a fumble recovery, an interception for a touchdown. Yeah, but he had a pick six in the first half as an outside linebacker slash DN. Did you know that the last time that was done was by Khalil Mack? To have, you know, what? One forced fumble, one fumble recovery, a sack, an INT, and a touchdown. Khalil Mack, 2016, was the last time that was done. Probably against Denver. Uh, and I don't, I don't know about all that, but. Probably. I'm just saying. Probably but was. my takeaway from this game was as soon as I saw Aaron Rodgers come out for the second half, I was like, game over. I've seen this story way too many fucking times. Yeah. <laughs> He grew up in the UP, watched a lot of Packers, Lions, Bears, Vikings games, and that's, that's a story as old as time for us in our 20s. Aaron Rodgers, just he comes in, his team's down, doesn't matter, he's winning. Yep. Matt Nagy, uh, poor. I, I hate that he played to not lose and lost. I wish he would have played to win the game. You know, oh, like yeah. four, fourth and one, you need one yard. We're trying to pass the ball. Trust your offensive line. Jordan Howard had a good day. Yeah. Had a good day on the ground. I would, I'm would. i going for it. And then and then I'm pinning Rodgers back, way back where they were. I don't know whether they were inside the 20 anyway. So and they take the field know. goal. They took the field goal, and uh, I don't think it paid off. Obviously it did not. Um, no. They needed to run some clock. They needed to run the clock a little more than they did, for sure. Yeah, putting the game on the shoulders of Mitch Trubisky is obviously not what you want to do. He's a second-year player. Good team around him, but Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, so you got to respect that. And uh, you're the Bears. You're not even yeah. supposed to be in that game. Aaron Rodgers gets the ball back with over two minutes left, and all he's down is he's and he was down by six. Down by yeah. six, got the ball with two thirty, like it was like two thirty-nine or something. Yeah, game over. Yeah, it's game over. Set match. It was it was over quicker than I thought it was going to be too. Yeah, you're Matt Nagy. You you know you're coming into a, the coach of a team that isn't really supposed to be in the conversation. Just go for it. Fucking put your balls on the table, make it happen. Yeah. Uh, he didn't. They end up losing by one. Uh, Jets and Lions Monday night. There were two Monday night games. Jets and Lions. Wow. Forty-eight seventeen Jets. Thirty-one point third quarter for the Jets. Yikes. Yeah, pick six. You got a punt return for a touchdown. You got Sam Darnold slinging it. Quincy Anunwa had a day. Lions looked uh, pretty much like like the Lions. I don't know. If, I can't remember if I picked them to win. I was so drunk. You did pick the, the Lions to win. That's I also my bad. The Lions to win. That's my bad on that. Uh, underrated, underrated Jets defense. Kind of just 
fucking... I, I don't even know what to say about that. Stafford looks so piss poor. Ugh, it was, it was bad. Matt I, don't know if it was, I don't know if like it was just Stafford. The whole, the whole offense and the whole the defense, I just piss poor was, all around, really. It was a bad showing. Yep. Bad. Uh, Matt Stafford, your booty. You're terrible. What I do... Sorry. What I do like... You're getting paid. Go on. Sam Darnold comes back after throwing a pick on his first... A pick six on his first play in the NFL. That's a lot of grit there. Yeah. That's tough. So move on from that game. We got a real late one. That was like 10 o'clock at night. That game came on. Rams Raiders, just as I thought it would go. Gruden shitting in his khakis. Rams just... The first half was close. First half was close. Then, I think it was then the 10, 10 and a half. Yeah. Then it ended up being like 17-17. No, couldn't have been. 13-13 maybe? I don't know. It was 33-17 at the end. 33-13, sorry. 33-13 Rams win on that one. Uh, conditioning came into effect at the end. You had a young defensive line. They're talented, but they're not proven. Uh, Todd Gurley... Slow first half, but he just started piling it on at the end. You couldn't, they couldn't get off the field on third down. And the Raiders got, ended up getting smoked. Uh, you know, old boy didn't have a great day. John Gruden. Yeah. But, uh, know. hey, 20 point deficit. You're going to Denver next week. Not an easy win. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta buckle up the bootstraps, see what you can do. A lot of people are, uh, saying you're the best coach ever. I think that you are going to be proven wrong this year. I think you're gonna get five wins, and I think one of them is at Denver next week, but we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I didn't, <clears throat> I didn't see the second half. I just heard about the second half. Uh, I, it pretty much, the outcome was what I expected. It was, you know, the Rams just running away with it at the end, yeah. essentially. They averaged 30 points a game last year. You got an off defense from the Raiders that gave up seven yards a snap last year. Honestly, I expected it to be worse than it was. Uh, lucky to walk out of there in your home stadium, losing by 20. Very lucky. I was actually surprised in the first half because I went to bed at the first, like the end of the first half, I was like, "Fuck, Gruden's gonna make me and DJ look like a bunch of fucking idiots." Yeah, I know. I was, I was, I was thinking that too for a second. I was like, "I talked all this shit, and this guy's gonna come in here and just do something at home." Especially after that zero line when he missed that field goal, I was like, "Well, yep. that's an Uh-oh. omen." Yep. But uh, Todd Gurley just came out big in that second half. Brandon Cooks had a couple nice grabs for first downs. Cooper Cup had a good day. Uh Rams ended up doing what the Rams do. They don't lose the teams like the Raiders. Doesn't matter if you're on the road. So I guess we'll go into week two here. Damien's got the over unders on every game. Before we get into week two, uh-huh. I just want to talk. Let's talk record for last week because we're gonna keep track of this all season. Oh yeah, let me just yeah, let's talk about that. How bad rough, I am. Rough, rough start, Don. Not gonna lie, it's okay. Yeah, I had four. Okay, so you were four eleven and one, and I counted the tie as a tie for us because we're, nobody's predicting a tie. No. So four, you were four eleven and one, and I was the exact opposite. I was eleven four and one, where you went right, where the Ravens, the Ravens won, yeah. the Vikings won, 
the Broncos won and the Rams won. Where I went wrong was the Falcons, Saints, Chargers, and Lions. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. It hurt. It's so bad. You're, you'll be much sober for this time. It'll be, it'll be fine. Yeah, I'm hoping this week I, I at least finish 500 in sec, but, you know, just salvage some dignity. That's all I want. Okay. So, now with that, we will move into, and we'll keep track of the overall record, weekly record, all year long. So moving in, moving on from that, we're into week two. Uh, we start off with a Thursday night matchup. Uh, Baltimore at Cincinnati. Cincinnati is favored by one point currently Tuesday night. I mean, I think it started off as a pick 'em, so nobody was favored early. Fair enough. I have Baltimore so, winning that game by four. I have Baltimore winning, and yeah, I I have Baltimore winning. It may be because of how bad Buffalo looked, but I what from what I saw, Baltimore was looking pretty fucking good. Yeah, and Cincinnati defense still missing Vontaze perfect in week two. I just I gotta go Baltimore. I think their offense is good enough. I agree. Not good, but good enough. I you don't think you don't think Baltimore's defense is good? Baltimore's defense is fine. Their offense. Did I say defense? Oh, offense. Okay. Yeah, I think you I was, did. Okay. Whatever. Now we got the Chiefs and Steelers. Chiefs at Steelers. Pittsburgh, it, the Steelers are favored by five. Who do you have? Wow. Wow. I did not expect that when I wrote it. When I wrote it. Did wow. not. <laughs> they gave up five turnovers to the Browns. You're going to favor them by five. Against the good Chiefs team? No. Chiefs win that by six. Run. Okay, so I got James Conner having himself a fucking day at home versus the Chiefs. But it's going to be a close game, and I have the I have Pittsburgh winning. I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair, and I think that I have I, – let me write these down. I haven't – my bad. We both said Baltimore. Yep. And you got the Chiefs? I do. I think the Chiefs uh, show up big again. I think Mahomes uh, is slinging it. Looks good. It does look good. I got the Steelers on that one. Um, My next matchup, do you, do you have anything else on that before I move on? Just yeah. Mahomes look. Nope. Steelers didn't look, didn't look great between their versus the Browns, and the Chiefs look really good versus the Chargers. I think it's gonna be a high scoring affair. I, mean, I got the Steelers, but I don't I don't know if they'll I don't know if they'll cover the five, but I got the Steelers winning. Um moving on from that, I have the Carolina Panthers at the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta is favored by five and a half at home. I gave them four. You got Atlanta winning. Nice. Twenty one seventeen is my score that I predicted. You're on the Falcons. I'm on the Falcons. I think uh, I I just really wasn't impressed with the Panthers versus no. Dallas. I, no. And I I honestly thought that the Panthers were going to win by a lot more 
first thing, if that makes, I mean, when I, when I originally made my prediction, I thought that the Panthers were going to win by a little, by a lot more than just eight. I, it just seemed like an un, unimpressive game offensively to me. I didn't think it, I didn't think it would be as low scoring. So I think the Falcons are going to come back week two and come back from that loss uh, to the Eagles. And yeah. Yep. Um. Now we got the Los Angeles Chargers at Buffalo seven and a half. There, Los Angeles is favored by a seven and a half. The Chargers are. Yeah, I got, I got thirty the, to twenty. I got the Chargers covering the spread as well. Yep. Bills are hapless, no question. I don't even know if they have any. They, I don't know if the yeah the Bills look atrocious. Yeah, I don't know. Chargers covering the spread for sure, ten or more. I I think I think they yep. won by ten or more. Um. Then we have Minnesota at Green Bay. Green Bay is favored by one. No. No, I'm going against that. I think the Vikings should be favored by one. I think that defense is too good. I think A-Rod loses at home week two by one. 24-23. Nice. I think Minnesota is going to win. I Because of the defense... And also because I'm not too positive Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to play week two. I know he was excited to play week two. I'm pretty sure he was pretty drugged up week two. Or week one, Something. sorry. After the big one. time. He, was, he had a southern accent. He, I don't know. Yeah, I got Minnesota, and I think Minnesota's going to win by three. Yep. Um, Houston at Tennessee. Tennessee is favored by one. Tennessee's favored by one, really. I I got Houston. I got Houston by four. 17-13 final. There, I I just I don't think Tennessee can hang offensively. They're not. They might not have Mariota. They don't have Delaney Walker. Delaney Walker's done for the year with his. I knew as soon as it happened the dislocated ankle. I was like, oh no, I can't watch. Delaney I'm Walker crazy. might be. He might be done for his career. Yeah, we don't know. Not yeah. Was Wasn't good. But I I think Houston's going to I think Houston's going to win. I think Houston's going to be way too much offensively for Tennessee's defense. And yeah, Tennessee's offense. Deshaun Watson bounces back. Uh he's got weapons outside. Tennessee not a great defense. I don't see them. I don't see them winning that game. No. And then we got Cleveland at New Orleans. New Orleans is favored by nine. Yeah, I was going to say New Orleans by a million. I, do, uh, I actually wrote New Orleans 127, Cleveland 13. <laughs> All right, so we got New Orleans. We're, we're right. Well, I'm, I'm in agreement with you. I think New Orleans is going to win. However, I don't. I think it's going to be closer than you think. Yeah, the I actual score I wrote the down only was thing, eight point difference. Eight point difference. I think that Cleveland is going to surprise people in this only because Ryan Fitzmagic had a fucking day. 
versus New Orleans. New Orleans defense is soft. I, Mary. I got yeah. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be another semi high scoring game, but New Orleans will come out on top this time. I hope so. And then we got Miami at the New York Jets. Jets are favored by three. Well, let's see here. I got the Jets favored by, well, that's just my rendition. But I have the Jets winning 24 to 16. Darnold tightens up even more so from last week. Dolphins not great across the board. Jets win. I have the Jets as well. I don't think I I wasn't impressed. I'm it it's. I know it's week two. We're on to week two. We've only had one week to watch, and the one week we did watch the Dolphin, they <laughs> they didn't play a consistent. I mean, it was the the game itself wasn't consistent. There were so many breaks. I I have New I have the the Jets winning, um, mostly because I think that people are sleeping on the New York Jets defense. I think their defense is going to be good. It's either, and I may be wrong on this. It's either the New York Jets' defense is sneaky good, or Detroit's offense is garbage. I don't know which yeah. one it is yet, but I think Detroit's we'll offense is fine. I just think the Jets' defense is underrated. I think Stafford pushed it too many times. They knew what he was going to do, and they they exposed him. Yep, they knew exactly what he was going to do. Apparently, I heard that earlier today. They, yeah, they knew no his hand signals. They they knew everything about it. They knew exactly what he's going to do every time. Yeah. Um, moving on from that, we have the uh, Philadelphia Eagles traveling to Tampa Bay. Philadelphia is favored by three. Yeah, I got Philly winning by ten or more. I mean, Fitzmagic had a great day. That's fine, but he's not a franchise quarterback. He's not proven. He's never had back-to-back tremendous weeks, and you're going to need a tremendous week against Philadelphia. I don't care if they're on the road or not. That's a good offense. That's a great defense. No. Eagles win 33-20. Yeah. <clears throat> I have the Eagles winning on the road at Tampa, and mostly because I think Philly's defense is too strong, and he's going to bring Ryan Fitzmagic. They are going to bring Ryan Fitzmagic back to earth. I think I – think, uh, Ryan Fix Magic's not even he's not even gonna be relevant this week in fantasy, I don't think. I think the Eagles defense they held Matt Ryan to eight points in fantasy. I think it's about it's gonna be about the same for Fitzmagic, if not worse. I think he's gonna throw a couple picks. He's gonna we're we're gonna be back we're Fitzmagic will be back down to earth this week. Yeah, absolutely. Barely coming to town. Um then we have uh, the Indianapolis Colts at Washington minus five and a half. Uh, Washington's favored by five and a half. Wow. Granted, Adrian Peterson's going to have a decent day. The Colts defense isn't much to write home about, but this is Andrew Luck. Uh, had a rough starting, starting week against Cincinnati. Made some mistakes. I still think the Colts come out on top. I think they solidified themselves. I think they went 20 to 13. 
Okay, you got the Colts. I got uh, I got the Skins. I'm taking the hmm. Skins because of what they did in Arizona. They went, I believe they went on the road to Arizona this week. They did this past week, yeah, and they fucking rolled. Okay, I like Adrian Peterson. I think Alex Smith is going to manage this game like he does every fucking game. I think we, I just, offensively, I think they're going to be too much for Indianapolis, and Indianapolis defense is not that great. So, I, not 24 to 6 like they did versus Arizona, but I'm thinking like uh, 24, I think they're going to score 24 again. 24-13 Washington. That's what I got. Okay. I like Andrew Luck. My bad. I'll cut that. I'm riding with Luck. If he fucks me, then I'm gonna I'm gonna send him hate mail. That's fine. You should do that. Yeah. Did you hear about the snowboarding thing? Yeah, Apparently, he had like a and- shoulder injury snowboarding. Yeah. Dude, leave the frat house at Stanford. Tighten up. Yeah. Jesus. I mean, what what are you doing? What's your excuse? Oh, sorry, guys. Can't go snowboarding. They're paying me millions of fucking dollars to stay healthy. Why don't you try that? I think it was right after he signed the, like, $140 million contract in Indianapolis. Come on. I mean. Not not good. No. He can't be doing that. No. What, Tighten if up. I'm worth $140 If you pay me $140 million... I am not doing a goddamn thing besides playing football. That's exactly right. I I wouldn't even I I'd be like snowboarding can't do it because I'm worth 140 million dollars and the rest of you aren't. <laughs> Go see a movie? Are you crazy? Did you see what happened in Colorado a few years ago? No, thank you. <laughs> you know, ride an elevator? Oh, Are you kidding me? They fail all the time. I would be in a bubble. I would take the yep. stairs. I'd have someone carry me around. And I'd also be peacocking around. Oh, oh worth $140 million. You'd go to the bank, the teller lady, be like, oh, did you want to cash this? Like, cash 80, cash $8 million? Yeah, sure, Sandra. Wow. <laughs> I'd be such an that's, asshole. Yep, that's chump's change. Of, of course we want to cash that. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to spend that today. Let's go. Come on. I got all night. Um... <laughs> Moving on from that, uh, we have Arizona visiting the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, Rams Ooh. are favored by 12 and a half. Ooh. I have them covering that. Yeah, I do. Arizona, pitiful on the ground. Todd Gurley is going to have a monster day. No question about it. The Rams are covering that, if not more. I think they ended up winning. The number I had written down was 30, oh, let me find it, 36-10. Yep. 36-10. It's not going to be a close one. No, that's not going to be. Don't even tune into that. Unless you see like a highlight on the screen and it's like the fourth quarter and it's tied, which won't happen. But if it does, eh, look at it. If not, I wouldn't even bother. Nope. Well, you're going to be watching Garrett, your, uh, wow, Jared Goff highlights all day long. Jared yeah. Goff, Todd Gurley. It's going to be, yeah. Cooper Cuff's going to have a couple of tutters. I'm going to say that right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's not even. I I agree. I don't think it's worth watching. No, that's on Arizona's gonna Arizona unless there was a fluke week one. 
I think they're going to be at the bottom of the league. When I say bottom of the league, I mean like, you know, somewhere between Team 20 and Team 32 at the end of yeah. it all. Exactly. Um, then we have Detroit traveling to San Francisco. <laughs> uh, San Fran- or the, the Niners are favored by five and a half. Well, that's kind of soft. I thought they'd give them a little more, but given the week one loss, I guess I understand. I'm going to say the Lions continue their losing ways in San Francisco. Ah, Niners come away 21-10. Yeah. Close game until midway through the third again, and then the Lions fall apart like they do. Yep, I uh, I got the Niners winning, and I think they'll cover the spread, I think. Jimmy G is gonna wow. Jimmy G. I think Jimmy G is going to uh, um, have himself a day. I think he's gonna have a better day than Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold didn't have that great of a day and all, but I think Jimmy G is probably gonna be close to three hundo, couple tutters, no ints, no ints, no. So we're both on the Niners on that. Uh, Oakland at Denver. Denver's so favorite by five me. and a half. This is so hard for me. You know what? I'm going to go against what I said earlier. Mm-hmm. I got the Broncos winning this game 27-13. to 13. I don't think the Raiders have enough firepower to go up against that defense on the road and make an impact. I think Denver wins that game. I think they win it handily. I think Case Keenum minimizes the mistakes that he had in week one. I think David Carr... Shits the bed. I think he's going to get... He gets rid of the ball fast, which is good. Denver is not going to let Jared Cook get 120 yards. Okay? That's not going to happen. Justin Simmons is going to take his legs out every single time he does that. Brandon Marshall is going to knock Marshawn Lynch on his ass. The Denver Broncos win that game. You got Denver. You have him covering the spread? Just for shit no. and giggles? You said 20? Okay. Um, no, I, I have. I don't think they cover five and a half. Honestly, I think it's they get three, three, four point game. Okay, I have Oakland winning for the exact opposite reason that you have Denver winning. You have Denver winning because you don't think Jared Cook's going to have a hundred and twenty yards on the ground. I don't think are on the ground through the air. I don't think Jared Cook's going to have hundred and twenty yards through the air. But I think he's going to have himself a fucking day. And I think the only reason I think that is because you let fucking Will Disley have himself a fucking day. True. That's one of the reasons I don't think he's going to have a day, because that's one thing they're like, okay, who's this fucking guy? Why did he do this? And they're going to fix it. Okay. That's fair. And But I'm going to stick to my Oakland because of my previous previous thought. Yeah, it's going to be a slobber knocker at the mile high. I'm going to say that. Win or lose, I think it's going to be a good game. Then we move on to New England at Jacksonville. New England is favored by two currently. Yeah, I got the pass covering five. 33-27. I'm going to say this. If Fournette plays, I have Jacksonville. If Fournette does not play, if Fournette does not play, I have New England covering the spread. Even if Fournette plays, Bill Belichick's going to take away your weakness or your strength. He's going to make you play to your weakness, which is Blake Bortles. He's going to stack the box. He's going to make him throw. And when you make Blake Bortles throw, 
you're gonna have a bad time. Pats, I, I got them winning. If if Fournette plays, it might not be a five point spread. It might be three, two, whatever. But I, I still his, think it's Pats. His hamstring will be something to keep an eye on this week. Fournette's hamstring. For those Fournette owners, get out there and add TJ Yeldon. Yeah, he is necessary. We saw we saw this last year. When Fournette's out, TJ Yeldon goes off. Just for uh, you know, keep in mind. Just to keep in mind. Yeah. Um, moving on from that, uh, we have the Giants at Dallas. Dallas is favored by three. I actually have the Cowboys winning twenty to seventeen. I have the Giants winning. Wow. The the Giants' performance. I, albeit they lost by five to Jacksonville, I got the Giants winning that game. I think the Giants will go into Dallas and beat, it, go into Jerry World and beat the fucking Cowboys. Not, not it won't be a, by a large margin by any means. We're talking. I think we flip the spread. I think that the Giants go in and win like twenty to seventeen. Wow. That's what I'm going with. Jerry's so I got the Giants. Defense right now. Yeah. And you got Dallas? I got Dallas. I, I think that uh, Zeke bounces back. I think he has a good day. I think Dak tightens up a little bit. Granted, they don't have a lot of weapons at wideout or any weapons down the field at all. But the Giants, I just, it's Eli Manning. I can't bet on him. I can't. I'm not going to put money on Eli Manning ever. You know who I'm betting on? Saquon Barkley. Yeah, I was going to say Saquon Barkley. The one, the one rush that he had that was great last week, I was like, this this kid's for real. I mean, I know that the first 17 carries weren't great. He was at two yards a carry. Shit happens. He's a fucking rookie. But that 68-yarder that he ran off, I was like, mm-hmm, okay, yep. I see why the Giants drafted him. Yeah, I see you out here shining, Saquon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I like Saquon. I like Saquon to have a better week than last week. More, more, I shouldn't say better. He Fantasy-wise, he may not score as much. I think he's going to have a more consistent week this week. I think you're going to be like, okay, the, the three, four yards of carry, you'll be like, all right, yeah, this is this is the Saquon we draft. That's, that's the Giants fan. or I'm not a Giants fan, but, you know, Giants fan will be like, okay, yep, yeah, okay. This is what we were looking for. I think it's going to be a more consistent week out of Saquon. And I think Saquon's going to be a big part of this week. Um, I think Eli Manning, Odell Beckham Jr., Dak Prescott didn't impress me week one. Neither did Zeke. I think I think the Giants are going to keep it close and the Giants are going to win. Two-part question. Okay. Eli Manning sucks and go fuck yourself. I didn't hear a question. Yeah, exactly. Going on to Seattle at Chicago. Who do you have? I have Seattle. I think the Bears are going to fucking blow it again. <laughs> uh, week one, Seattle looked like uh, they looked decent. Decent on offense. Disley had himself a day. Don't know who the fuck that guy is. Doesn't matter. Chicago, uh, I think Nagley kind of, you know, starts... So it's pulling his dick out a little bit. He starts waving it around. I honest, I think Chicago is going to win. I think they're going to win 16 to 10. 
It's going to be a tight game, defensive game. Khalil Mack gets a lot of tackles, wreaks havoc. Gets his conditioning up a little bit here in the uh, in the uh, by you know, few days off. I think he's going to keep playing. I think he's going to push that tackle back. Von Miller destroyed that right tackle. Khalil Mack is going to destroy that right tackle. Yeah. They're going to have to put a tight end on him. That takes one guy off that route. Chicago's going to have the upper hand. 16-10 Chicago. Don't get me wrong. I agree. I, I hope... I shouldn't say I agree. I hope that what you what you're saying comes to life. I really yeah. do. Um, but I'm nervous, and as a Bears fan, seeing the Bears favored is weird. The Bears, the Bears yeah. are favored by three and a half. They're, they're well, favored they, by three and a half. They just went home. to Lambeau and had themselves a fucking game, which hasn't happened. You know, in a while. I will say if the Bears play. How they played in the first half for all 60 minutes, the Bears will win. Yeah. If Khalil yeah, Mack yeah. can play for 60 minutes straight, the Bears will win. But until I see that, I'm going against the Bears, and I have Seattle winning on the road in Chicago on Monday night. Another thing you have to think about, Seattle's played on the road two weeks in a row. Wow. Getting in planes, flying. Yeah, that's tough. It is tough. I, I just, Chicago, they haven't if had to travel far. I don't know if they did it or not, but if I was them, I would have traveled from Denver to Chicago. We wouldn't have made a trip back to Seattle. True. I don't know if that I, I don't know an NFL schedule. I don't know how that works. But that's exactly what I would do. I would go straight from Denver to Chicago. We'd be practicing in Chicago all week, and we would be getting used to the time, the time zone. Could be. I but think I'm they also not. Back and, yeah, they probably hung out. They'll probably hang out till Thursday, Friday, and then fly into Chicago. Moving on from our predictions. Hopefully, I do better this week than I did last week. We got our must start, must sit week two. Last week, uh, I told you to sit Tyreek Hill. Obviously, that was a mistake. Uh, guy went off. 40-plus points. Uh, starting Josh Gordon, which was my idea. He had one catch. Okay, It happened to be a touchdown. Still only had one catch. Which Not doesn't make for a lot of fantasy points. Eight. He had eight in PPR leagues. Not great. Uh, I was wrong on Aaron Rodgers. I was almost right. It was very close. If he would have stayed out the rest of that game. You would have been right. For sure. Then I, I would have said. I didn't mean to say a fucking a toto so, but I fucking a toto so. Uh, Deshaun Watson didn't have a great day in New England. I was wrong there. Did not play well against the Pats. 12 points. Uh, Alvin Kamara was a good pickup. Uh, Le'Veon, obviously, he didn't play in week one. He was in my notes, but he's still holding out. So His backup was phenomenal, though. Yeah, Chris Conner played out of his mind. He had that fumble, but, hey, shit happens. Uh, Rashad Penny, people who were big on him coming in, sitting him against Denver was a good idea. He had seven carries for eight yards. He had nothing going, a couple catches, just not a great day. Uh, Chris Carson, also not a great day outside of that sweet hurdle. I seen it. It was good. It's fine. I seen it as well. We'll But Denver... Denver has the best rush defense in the NFL. They had it last year. It's keeping on going this year. 
Russell Wilson did not get outside the pocket. He didn't make plays with his legs. Uh, they forced him to throw, and he had a couple of big plays. He did. But he threw a pick. He didn't perform that well. Denver ultimately ends up winning that game, even though Case Keenum threw three picks. That's how good that defense is. If, if you have a running back going up against Denver's defense, go ahead and find someone else. I'm telling you right now, I don't care who it is. Kareem Hunt last year, red hot. Denver goes on the road to Kansas City. I was there live chirping Matt Hasselbeck. The dude shit a brick because the Denver rush defense is that good. What if Todd Gurley comes into Denver? Are you they sitting are. Todd Gurley? They are coming are into they? Denver. Okay, are you sitting Todd Gurley that week? I am sitting Todd Gurley that week. Okay. Hold on. It might be and it might be worth it. Might be wrong. They might be going to LA. I think it's like week either three, way, four. Either way, playing Denver, do you you have you would have Todd Gurley sit? I would. Denver's okay. Denver's rush defense. It's that's week. We're looking at week six. The Rams come to Denver, mile high, 405 kickoff. Todd Gurley on the road against that rush defense. Now that's week six. We don't know what's going to happen between now and then. Uh if you don't have someone on the same plane as Gurley, someone who can replicate those stats, probably still play him. He might get a touchdown. He's going to have some snags out of the backfield. Jared Goff's no slouch. He's going to get him the football. But I just, you know, that Denver defense is still so good. If you have someone who you can play, I would. Now, this is just week one. But again, all last year. So three if you have, so if you have, say, like in my situation, I have, say, David Johnson on my team, yeah, was Todd Gurley for shits and giggles. We're one pick away. So if I have, but I have like in a PPR league, we're always talking PPR here because most people play in PPR leagues. I know I play in a standard league, but. For shits and giggles, say I have uh, Todd Gurley, and he's playing Denver Week 6, right? Yep. In Denver. Yep. And I have, like, Shady McCoy playing. Houston uh, that week. New Houston. Houston that week at home. Um, it's, it's at Houston. And then I also. Okay. But I'm you know what I mean. Right now. Okay. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not. But say, so say I have Shady McCoy at Houston, and I have Dion Lewis playing New Orleans. This is just yeah, Dion Lewis at giggles. home against Kansas City. Okay, <laughs> but I was just trying to give an example. So if I have Todd Gurley versus Denver, I have Shady McCoy versus who do you have Houston. over there? Houston. Houston. And I have Deion Lewis for shits and giggles playing New Orleans. Okay? It's awful defense. If I have Lashady McCoy playing Houston and I have Deion Lewis playing New Orleans, you sit Todd Gurley? I do. First I Denver? think it's, it's a risk-reward kind of scenario. 
Now, if you're kind of in the clutches of it, you're fighting for that number one spot, you want to play it safe, play Todd Gurley, he might get you six, eight points. That's fine. Uh, you bench him. You play Deion Lewis against the Chiefs week six. He gets you 15 points, you know, 16 points. Uh, or he could get you four points. Yeah, we don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that Derek Wolf, Vaughn Miller, Bradley Chubb, Brandon... Marshall, those great linebackers, uh, Todd Davis, great player. I'm not starting Todd Gurley. I'm not. He's a powerhouse, but he's going to get shut down. That front seven is too good. Too good. You could split him out wide, maybe put him against, you know, maybe a little Justin Simmons. Maybe he gets a quick a quick in for eight yards here and there, but I, I don't see I don't see Denver's defense giving Todd Gurley a ton of ground. Okay. So that's probably fair. I mean, in a PPR league, I would play Todd Gurley simply for the when times get tough and Jared Goff needs to dump the ball off. He needs to go to his check down. He's going to Todd Gurley. That's, what, yeah. that's, that's my thought. So and in a PPR league, in a standard league, I'm sitting Todd Gurley. I would agree. I would sit Todd Gurley in a standard league probably. It all depends on who I have, obviously. But in a PPR league, I'm I'm playing Todd Gurley simply because when it gets tough, Jared Goff's going to go to a safety net, and his safety net is Todd Gurley. It's true. He might have a lot of grabs out of the backfield, but he's not going to have a lot of yards. Right. Uh, Denver does not give up 100-yard games to anybody. I don't care who you are. Todd Gurley, doesn't matter. Same. He's taking so, hits. He's getting fed. No, he's he's not having a, a huge day in a standard league. In a PPR league, he might have enough receptions to make him relevant. Right. And that's where I that's where my thoughts are on that. Standard yeah. league it might be worth sitting him. PPR league I'm playing him. Yeah. Um so to cover where you went right. You said um, Alvin Kamara was a good play. He had the most points of any running back, for sure, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the Rams' defense had 15 points. That was good. Harrison Butker, nine points. He had five extra points. Wish he had more field goals, but it is what it is. When you're scoring points, you're getting extra points out of your kicker. Um, Rashad Penny sitting was a good Good play. Only seven PPR points in a standard league. He's got, like, three points. Um, Jimmy Graham sitting versus the Bears. He had two PPR points. He had two receptions for eight yards. That's gross. Not good. No. And Scott Norwood sitting. Scott Norwood was a good idea. He hasn't played since 1991. Yeah. Well, he did miss it wide right, so. Yeah. Um, where I went right was uh, most of my players. Not to, but not to brag. So, not to brag. But Jared, I said start Jared Goff. He had 17 points. Not great. It's an iffy one. Like, I mean, if you had like, <clears throat> if you had like um, Tom Brady and you played Jared Goff, well, that's your fuck up. Um. I said a no-brainer start was Michael Thomas, and he went the fuck off. He had 16 receptions, 180 yards, and a touchdown for 38 PPR points versus Tampa. 
I said, sit Eli Manning. He had six points. He just threw an interception and had 200 yards. Um, I said, start Joe Mixon. He had 25 PPR points. Uh, I said, sit all 49ers running backs. They combined for eight points PPR. I said, sit Doug Baldwin. I know he got injured, but he had zero points. First Denver. Uh, I said, sit David Njoku. He had three receptions for 13 yards. I said, start the Ravens D. He, they had 17 points, three points against, two INTs and six sacks. Ravens by a million. I was correct. Um, I said, start Adam Vinatieri, 12 points, a 21-yarder, a 38-yarder, a 51-yarder, and two extra points. I said, sit Graham Gano. He had four points. He was one for two on his extra points and had a field goal. Yikes. Where I, where I went wrong was Jack Doyle. He was 7 for 60 and led the team in receiving yards, but had a fumble and had 11 PPR points. You probably should have played Eric Ebron. He had 15 points. He had four receptions, 51 yards, and one touchdown. I'm chalking that up as I was right on playing a Colts tight end, but wrong as to what tight end you should play. You, yeah. you probably would have been okay either way. 11 points and 15 points, probably not bad. Um, I said sit Houston's defense. They had seven points. They had an INT, two fumble recoveries, and 27 points against. Um, most weeks you're probably not too unhappy with seven points out of your defense. But, yeah, not what I expected out of Houston's defense. I thought they were very less. So I would take that as a wrong so that was our week one results. Uh, what's our for must start, must sit? Let's move into week two. DJ, who do you have for must starts week two? Must starts week two. I got Todd Gurley going against Arizona. Uh, Arizona gave up 200 yards on the ground to the Redskins. Uh, Gurley's going to blow that shit up. 30 Cleveland. PPR points. Yeah. I'm saying at least. Yeah. Adam Thielen, wide receiver, Minnesota Green Bay. He's got a soft secondary. He had twice as many targets week one as the Golden Boy Stephon Diggs did. Uh, he's going to get an impact early. He's going to get the ball. He's going to get a tutter or two. Play him if you got him. Dude's going to go off. Uh, Jared Cook, tight end for Oakland. I have him must start against Denver. Going into mile high is tough, but Carr's going to dump the ball quick. He's not going to have a ton of time. Uh, his his dump-offs would be Marshawn, who isn't great out of the backfield, and Jared Cook. So you're going to play him. He's going to get a lot of PPR points. I don't think he's going to have a big day, but he's going to have a day enough to make you relevant in the league if you got him. Phillip Rivers, I got him starting at quarterback uh, against the Bills because the Bills are terrible. Uh, Phillip Rivers, is he might even be available in your league if you got an 8-man or 10-man league. Uh, he's he's going to go... He's pissed off. You already know. If you've ever watched Philip Rivers play, he gets mad when his team sucks and they sucked against KC right out the gate. So he's going to be looking to blow it up on the uh, scoreboard. I, I have him starting. So for review, you have who's your running back? Todd Gurley. You have Philip Rivers at quarterback. Jared Cook at tight end. Yep. Nice. And Adam Thielen. Yep. Okay. 
a couple I, of honkies. I, I would play. <laughs> I would play all of them. I agree. Um, my must starts for week two are James Conner versus our uh, Pittsburgh running back versus Kansas City. Uh, Kansas City allowed both Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler to have a day on this past Sunday. Um, when your starter and your backup both have a day, that ain't good. No. Um, thirty. They were thirty second last week, obviously in points to running backs. Um, if Bell is back, if Bell is back, obviously you're playing Bell. But um, if Bell isn't back, I think Connor will have enough touches to warrant starting. Um, my must start for week two. He's probably out there on the waiver wire. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, quarterback Cleveland versus New Orleans. Uh, the Saints couldn't stop a nosebleed. Tyrod did well versus Pittsburgh. He had 22 fantasy points. Uh, he's a dual threat. I think look for him and Jarvis Landry to have a day as well as Josh Gordon. My must-start wide receiver is Tyler Lockett, wide receiver, Seattle versus Chicago. Um, he had a decent day versus Denver. He had 14 PPR points. Um, Doug Baldwin's doubtful, so if Doug Baldwin's not in, Tyler Lockett, look for him. They have a lot of targets. Um, everyone had a decent day versus the Bears, so I think Tyler Lockett versus the Bears, if Doug Baldwin's out, is going to have a decent day. Um, so, yeah, I think he's going to put up some good flex numbers. And then my tight end must start was Jared Cook versus Denver. Will Disley had a field day versus Denver. Jared Cook is a big part of Oakland's offense, according to last night. If that remains, Jared Cook's going to be a starter in most leagues, most fantasy leagues. Uh, I think his usage in Gruden's offense will get him enough points to warrant starting. Fair enough. And those are my must, my starts for week two. Now, here we go, people. I got to sit week two. Ryan Fitzpatrick, the magic train is over. Shave your beard. He's coming off the game of his life. Doesn't matter. The Eagles' defense is the Eagles' defense. Tampa Bay is going to get down early. He's going to become one-dimensional. And Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to be picked apart. Okay, stop. Stop it. He's not that good. He had one good week. It doesn't matter. Timmy, Timmy Tebow won a playoff game through for 310 yards. I don't want to hear it. Leonard Fournette, running back Jacksonville. He's banged up. Bill Belichick's going to take away that strength. They're going to stack the box. He's not going to have a good day. He's not going to be 100%. I don't expect big things. Wide receiver, we got Larry Fitzgerald, Arizona. Sit him. Rams secondary. Ridiculous. Joiner, a keep to lead Marcus Peters. That's all you need. Oakland Whiteout struggled against him on Monday. Oakland's no slouch on offense. And I don't see Larry Fitzgerald having the game of his life. Then you got a tight end out of Green Bay. You already know who it is. It's Jimmy Graham. Stop fucking drafting Jimmy Graham. He hasn't been relevant since he played for New Orleans. No one cares. Aaron Rodgers is not going to throw him the football. That's it. Okay. My week two must-sits. We agree on quarterback. My must-sit was Ryan Fitzmagic. Um, I said the honeymoon is over. Don't pick him up off the waiver wire. He is. His one good game for the year is done. And Philly is going to bring him back to earth. Um, and then I have Kenyon Drake, Tennessee versus the Jets for running back. Um, tough start week one. He had an eight-hour game, though. 
Um, didn't perform well versus Tennessee, but the reason I picked him was because I say you shouldn't sleep on the New York Jets defense. I think they had a Davers, Matthew Stafford. I don't think it was a fluke. I think the 25 points was a fluke and the five INTs was a fluke, but I think they're going to get you consistent points every week. I think they're going to have their ball. I think they have a couple ball hawks back there. I think, I think, um, Jamal Adams, Darren Lee, I think, I think the New York Jets defense is nothing to fuck with. I think you should keep an eye on them. Um, my, must sit wide receiver is Randall Cobb versus Minnesota. I know he had a great week versus Chicago, but Rodgers is not healthy. I know he may play because he wants to play, and that hasn't been said yet. Green Bay's been very uh, Green Bay's been very um, holding their cards to their chest. Yeah, they're they're being weird about this whole Aaron Rodgers thing. If Aaron Rodgers was going to play this week, and they were for sure Aaron Rodgers was going to play this week, they would say Aaron Rodgers is healthy. And he's going to play this week. He's going to play week two. But something's going on with that knee, and they have not come out and said, yeah, he's going to play. All they've said so far is that Aaron Rodgers wants to play. That's all they've said. Um, so I think Minnesota's secondary is much better than Chicago's, and they won't crumble in the second half. If you take away the Bears' second half, uh, fucking Randall Cobb doesn't have a good day. So No. I think for a much better defense, Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb struggles, and then my sit'em tight end, or my must sit tight end, is Jack Doyle, Indianapolis, first Washington. Had a decent day last week, but Eric Ebron stole the show. Uh, Washington was fifth versus tight ends last week. I think sit Doyle, play Ebron. If you're gonna play a, if you're gonna play a tight end in Indianapolis, play Ebron. Yeah, I think I think Ebron's going to get a lot more targets, and uh, they're kind of just going to use Jack Doyle as a backside blocking type tight end this week. So we're but moving don't on from... don't sleep don't sleep on Doyle. I think Doyle later in the seat, like as the season progresses, I think uh, Eli Man or Eli Manning, wow, Andrew Luck, and and uh, Jack Doyle hook up enough to warrant Jack Doyle's playing. Yeah. So I... with that, we. Yeah, don't get rid of him just yet. Right. Moving on from our stardom. Sorry, must start, must sit. I'm going to go to our putts of the week. Uh, for me, it was a tie. I had uh, Matt Stafford as one of them. I had Vance Joseph as the other one. Matt Stafford threw four picks, looked terrible. Yeah, he was banged up. He's taking some hits. But the Jets came into Ford Field and just embarrassed him. It, there's no way around it. He lost that game. His defense didn't play well either. I'm not saying it's it's all on Matt Stafford, but he is the face of that franchise. He needs to rise above it. He needs to put points on the board. He did not do that. He's tied up with 13 minutes left in the third quarter at 17. You know, they end up losing that big. You know, a, a couple of picks that spotted the Jets a good field position. I don't like him. I think he played terribly. He's a putz. Vance Joseph, putting Case Keenum in bad spots. You got a good solid quarterback. Don't it's second and two on your own twenty-eight yard line. Why are you throwing a twenty-yard fade? Why are you doing that? That doesn't even make sense. Oh, catch him by surprise, dude! You're winning. You're dominating the football game. Why would you want to turn the tables on your momentum? And he did everything in his power with his play call to ruin Denver's momentum. 
Granted, they did end up winning that game. Demarius Thomas had a great touchdown grab at the end of the day, but it's second and two. You got three good running backs, Devontae Booker, Philip Lindsay, Royce Freeman. Hand the ball off. Your offensive line isn't as bad as it was a year or two ago. Trust your offense. Trust the running game. Quit being an asshole. You came from Miami. I don't know why they hired you. I think you're terrible. I still hate you, but that's fine. Those are my two putzes. I have three putts of the week. Wow. My first one, believe it or not, is my football team's head coach, my favorite football team's head coach, Matt Nagy, is my putts of the, was one of my putts of the week. Um, for pathetic clock management, it was awful. You don't give Aaron Rodgers the ball with two minutes left. Um, he has no confidence in his O-line to get one yard. Two plays to get one yard, passed it, and then kicked the field goal. Absolutely not. Played to not lose and still lost rather than played to win. I would have much rather a new coach would have played to win. Like I said, run the ball, run some clock. If you're going to not get the one yard, at least give Aaron, take a little time off the clock, you know. Yeah. Um, blew a 20, 20 to nothing lead, and uh, Kyle Fuller can't catch. Um, you know what they say about cornerbacks. They're just receivers that can't catch. Uh, Kyle Fuller had two INTs last year. He dropped six INTs, meaning he could have had eight INTs, which would have been a great fucking year. That was disappointing. My second putts of the week, Matt Stafford, we agree on that. I said four INTs to the Jets, just a piss-poor game all the way around for the Lions. That third quarter was awful. If they could take it back, it probably would have been a much better game. Um, and then my third putts of the week is you, DJ. That's fair. For sitting, for telling people to sit Tyreek Hill, and he went the fuck off. And that is why I'm wearing a Tyreek Hill jersey as we record this podcast. That's funny because you wore the Tyreek Hill jersey when we went to Kansas City to watch the Broncos play the Chiefs. And you're not even a Chiefs fan. You just wore that to spite me, and I, I'm a big fan. But yeah, that was my bad. Tyreek Hill had a big day. Uh, take away the special teams, Tutter. He still had a big day. Uh, Mahomes is a big Seven. fan of Tyreek Hill. Don't listen to me on Tyreek Hill the rest of the year. Yeah, Tyreek Hill, stardom every week because Mahomes, Mahomes is looking for him for the deep ball every game. Yeah, so he likes to punch his pregnant girlfriend in the face. Big deal. Dude can play football. Just don't worry about it. Yeah, let's, just, let's not even talk about that. It doesn't even, it's not even a thing. It never happened. You know he, plays I mean? fo- he plays foosball real good, though. So. Yeah, he plays football really good. All right, my savages of the week. Uh, I think you can imagine who my first savage would be. Vaughn Miller. Dude had a fucking day. Russell Wilson was absolutely on his ass the entire game. Couldn't get anything going. Had a couple big plays thanks to Disley. Big touchdown pass to Lockett. That's fine. Not worried about it. Von Miller ate him alive. He did not get outside that pocket. Was not going to happen. Uh, Khalil Mack is my other savage. Another huge day. Strip sack. Fumble recovery. Pick six for Khalil Mack. My only knock on Mack is that he completely disappeared in the second half. You know, Von Miller was making big plays well into the second half. Uh really helped Denver secure that lead because they were only up by three. So I think uh, 
if that, if Khalil Mack would have continued that pressure he was putting on that right tackle into the second half, Green Bay loses that game. I think they lose it by 10. But Aaron Rodgers had all day, got outside the pocket. Really not a good, not a good showing. Uh, second or uh, third and fourth quarter. Um, <clears throat> Khalil Mack, if he, like you said, didn't disappear in the second half, was for sure going to be my savage of the week. I didn't take him, be simply because you played one half of football. So I need you in the second half. If he'd have made it a complete game and the Bears would have won the game, I'd have been like Khalil Mack's a fucking god. This guy walks on fucking water. He is great. He is my savage of the year, not only my savage of the of the week. Um, so because of that, I went in another direction. I went Tyreek Hill because he fucking went off. He had a great punt return for a touchdown, seven catches, 169 yards, two touchdowns, 268 all-purpose yards, and three total touchdowns. Tyreek Hill is a fucking savage. And I think he's going to – he's not going to get you 41 points every week. Please know that. But PPR, him and Mahomes are going to be relevant. I think that is true. That's fair. Yeah, he had a, he had a big day. Uh, that was my biggest foot-in-mouth moment from last week on that podcast week one. But I was hammered. You know, people make bad choices. You know? People make mistakes. I'm sorry, Tyreek. Don't hit me like you did your pregnant girlfriend. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna point, I'm gonna point that out a lot, a lot. Yeah, you're right. You're right. He pled guilty to it, but it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Okay. Well, he did was play football very well. His personal life doesn't matter. Yeah. Forget his fucking personal life, DJ. What is relevant? is that when he was a senior in high school, he would have placed sixth at the Olympics in the 200-meter dash. That is what's relevant. That's pretty good. Not quite a bronze. Probably could have done better, but that's fine. Yeah, we're talking an 18-year-old kid in high school who's not trying to compete for the Olympics. Uh, We're talking 13-year-old Asian girls who get molested, who get gold. So I don't even care. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're going to go on to our just wild overreaction from week one, and my wild overreaction is the Jets and Sam Darnold are going to win the Super Bowl. Uh, the Jets' defense will be number one and will hold all opposing teams to less than 17 points every week. Uh, Sam Darnold's going to throw 45 touchdowns, and the only pick he will throw all year is from week one. He wins the MVP and free hummers for the rest of his life. Realistically, realistically the Lions played terribly. Even for the Lions, Darnold didn't play. He played well, but he didn't throw the ball that much. And Stafford just kind of was Stafford. He, he'll he either win the game for you in the end, or he'll fucking lose it for you from the jump. And he lost it. And that's fine. And Lions fans out there right now are saying, oh, that's bullshit. He's a fucking really good quarterback. Yeah, show me a playoff win. Show me one playoff win the last 10 years. Show me one. If you can't, go ahead and eat me. I think uh, the only realistic thing that you said there was that uh, 
Sam Darnold free Hummers forever. For sure. Oh, but he doesn't have to pay for him. He just gets him in the they medical tent. Yeah. Whenever yeah. he wants him, he's got him. Yeah. Coach, need a Hummer. Copy. <laughs> you got it. I'm on it. And when he gets sick of it, he'll just have an assistant get on it. That's fine. Um, yeah. Who is the coach there? I forgot. In the, oh, for the Jets? Yeah, what the fuck's his oh, name? Oh, what is his name? It's going to bother me a lot. I said Bulls. it four times. Todd, Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles. There it is. Um, my overreaction is Ravens beat. The Bills, 47-3. Bills will be the laughing stock of the NFL this year. Uh, they're going to be 0-16. Team number 32 out of 32. Also, Ravens are in the discussion for the Super Bowl after that victory. Those wow. are, That's my overreaction. They're in the discussion. I know earlier in the week, DJ, I told you that they were favorites. They're not favorites. They're, I brought it back down to earth a little bit. I think the Ravens are into discussion after such a dominant performance. They are into discussion. Offensively, defensively, look strong. But wow. Ravens by a million. I stick by that. Yeah, I still, you know, no. They're gonna. I think they're gonna win the AFC North, and that's depressing because I picked the Steelers to win or be in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think they do win the AFC North, and I did not pick the Steelers to be in the Super Bowl because it is Ben Roethlisberger, and he is a disappointment in general. So, no. Bold prediction of the year, DJ, because I'm going to stick by myself. I think that the Ravens will win the NFC North. AFC. AFC, sorry. The AFC North. I think the Ravens will win the AFC North, but... The Steelers will get into the playoffs as a wild card and make it to the Super Bowl versus the Rams. Wow. Yep. That's a lot. But I, if I, fucking... I mean, the Vegas odds on that are probably uh, pretty high. But, hey, it's not uh, out of the realm of my feasible possibility. And it's also probably not out of the realm of feasible possibility that the I think the only real overreaction that I had is that the Bills are going 0-16. They are awful. They are awful, though. I think they're going to be the worst team in the league. Yeah. I think they still get three wins, though. Yeah. I think so those Mafia my bold, are upset, but that's fine. They, oh, for sure. But, yeah, my overreaction is that the Bills are going 0-16. They're going to be the third team to do it. 0-16, Bills, chalk it up. Nice. They're going to win this week. <laughs> That's what's going to fucking happen. So I have the Jets winning the Super Bowl by a million points and Sam Darnold having one of the best seasons ever, which is totally unrealistic. And then you have the Ravens winning the Super Bowl against the Rams, which is interesting. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I just said that they are Super Bowl uh, contenders. And I, I said that the Steelers are going to get in I said the Steel. I said the Ravens are going to win the AFC North. Oh, the Steelers, Steelers win in a wild card spot. Yeah. Yeah. You do have the Chiefs, Chargers, and Denver, as well as Oakland, and the AFC West fighting for a wild card spot as well. Okay, that's fine. 
forget about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so you have the idiot fan of the week coming up. Uh, saw something today. It was really stupid. I didn't say anything because I have self-control, but I decided to put it on here. Uh, Mark on a Denver Broncos fan page is where I spend, spend a lot of time looking at people saying stupid shit. And he said, really, it's only a quarterback that affects the franchise. The rest of the positions, you just kind of fill in as you go. Personally, looking back, I wish we would have taken Josh Rosen overall at number five. Oh, hmm. boy. You know that old saying, defense wins championships? Well, Denver won a Super Bowl a couple years ago on defense, defense entirely. Their offense was literally a wet, piss-covered blanket. The defense won. The quarterback really only affects the franchise. Trent Dilfer has a Super Bowl. Joe Flacco has a Super Bowl. Okay. Your quarterback does not define your franchise. A lot of times you do have a what is called a franchise quarterback. Aaron Rodgers is a franchise quarterback. Matt Stafford, unfortunately, for the Lions fans, is what you would consider a franchise quarterback, even though I think he's booty. Uh, to say that a quarterback is the only thing that really affects your franchise and the rest of your players are just fill-in guys you pick up here and there is probably the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. Uh, a quarterback will not win you a Super Bowl. Dan Marino, come on. John Elway. John Elway played in six Super Bowls. One, two. Because his defense was horrendous. Okay, you need players around you to be good. If you have, like what the Rams have, with a really good offense and a really good defense, you have a legitimate shot of making waves. But with just one player who's really good, I mean, Tom Brady's an anomaly. I'm going to say that right now, but that's Bill Belichick, too. That's a head coach. That's him being just, he's a genius. He sets you up to win. So, I, I, I think this guy's a moron. I I agree that this guy's a fucking moron. The uh, part of the reason I say that is, look, okay, so the Bears went to the Super Bowl in 2006. Do you know who their quarterback was when they went there? Rex Grossman. Rex Grossman. And Kyle Orton. Yeah, defense wins championships. I know they just won an NFC championship, but holy fuck, it wasn't. I mean, their defense. They are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. You want to crown them? Crown their ass. You're right. That's that. That's that team. Yeah. Devin Astor helped. Devin yeah. Astor helped a little bit. Yeah, their offense was atrocious. Their defense was phenomenal. Um. Yeah, defense wins championships. Uh, going Josh Rosen probably wasn't the best deal. I think Case Keenum. I think Case Keenum was a good call. I think you're going to like Case Keenum. I think he had a rough week one. I think going forward with the defense that you have, the Denver is going to be in discussion for tops. Well, not tops. Um, I think they're going to be in discussion for the playoffs with Case Keenum and the defense. I don't think they won the AFC West, but I think they're in discussion. Right. Um. My idiot fan of the week, I have uh, Jason from a Bears fan page, which I'm, you'll, I hope we move forward, like we move elsewhere as the season goes on. But 
as for now, that's where we spend most of our time. We spend most of our time on fan pages of our team. That's where I read most of my comments. I think you read most of your comments on Denver. Yep. True. Um, so this week, my idiot fan of the week is Jason from a Bears fan page. He said, I am pissed off. I got a nice new TV. I can see everything. When Rodgers came back, his front line was allowed to hold our guys as long as they wanted. The refs won the game for Green Bay. Hmm. You don't blow a fucking 20 nothing lead on the refs. The refs don't fucking win that game for Rodgers. The refs can be as bad as they want to be. They ain't going to fucking get Rodgers 24 points in the second half. No. No, I think that's just someone who doesn't understand the rules. Like, hey, he's grabbing um, him. Like, yeah, that's football. You grab each other. Especially inside the shoulder pads. Yeah. That's a lot. For the most part. I mean, there's holding on every play. If you want to get fucking technical, you can call. You can, If I was a ref, I would throw the flag every play. Everybody. Oh, absolutely. Oh, holding well, on someone at the whole line. You got to think, like, does it really affect the play, or did the Bears pass rush just kind of shit the bed in the second half and give A-Rod entirely too much time to look for where he was going to go with the football? And I think that's pretty much what happened. They weren't getting held. They ran out of gas. Right. I just hope that the first half Bears... As a Bears fan, I hope the first half Bears are what the Bears are. I, I hope that's where they go. I think they'll come into their own. I think they'll make an impact. I think uh, I think Green Bay is always going to be Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. I think the Vikings are still a really good football team, but I don't want anyone sleeping on the Bears because they are also a good football team. They don't have Kirk Cousins and they don't have Aaron Rodgers. That's fine. They don't need it. They have a good defense. All Mitchell Trubisky has to do is be decent, and this Bears team can be very good. Exactly. That's that's the whole point. Um, honorable mention, idiot fan of the week, um, is Pablo in response to Jason. Pablo says, this has been going on for ages, man. They never call those on Green Bay. Well, <laughs> they do, though. They, they do. That happens. Yeah. Yeah, Green Bay is not, it's not like Tom Brady where if he gets, like, even touched, they throw a flag. Aaron Rodgers takes hits, his linemen get called. The Packers are a good football team only because of Aaron Rodgers, and I'll say that time and time again. I've been saying that for five years or more. They have nothing else. They have never had a running game with Aaron Rodgers. They have never had a defense. They have never had a very good offensive line. He makes plays by expanding the pocket and doing Aaron Rodgers shit and just making it happen. I so, agree. So Pablo's yeah. done. So it's Justin. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jason's a piece of shit. Um, my, the, a side note to Jason is that Jason likes run-on sentences. Um, what I read to you about Jason, I actually um, had to make my own. Senses. Um, my, I had to add my own commas and stuff. He put that all together without periods or commas. It was impressive, really. But, uh, yeah. Jason, Pablo, you're my idiot fan of the week. You both suck. 
Jason Pablo and Mark, you're all dumb. And that being said, that's going to wrap it up here. Let's uh, anything talk about... about you want to talk about something else? Yeah, I, I just want to talk about... Our... I was, I was just going to talk about off. social media. Okay, oh, go fuck, ahead. Dude, t- I was gonna, I'll hold start. a minute. I'll start jerking off. You finish. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, you can find us on uh, Facebook, Anything But Basketball page. Um, you can find us on Instagram at Anything But Basketball. You can find us on Twitter at Twitter at uh, But Basketball, B-U-T <laughs> Basketball. Um, and then... If you could, subscribe, rate, and review to our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Stitcher. Eventually, we'll be on Apple Podcasts. We are trying, but uh, it's taking quite some time. Yeah, Apple's, uh, they're assholes, but it's fine. We'll get there. They hold a high standard, and we don't meet it yet. Yeah, I say fuck like three times, so. Yeah, they don't like that. That is what it is. So yeah, listen to us, read our blogs. We haven't put out anything yet on this upcoming week, but we will probably in the next couple of days. We'll be posting to our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter accounts. Uh, follow us. Let us know what you think. Send us messages, DMs, tweet at us. We look at the shit. So absolutely, yep. if you have anything to say, uh, let us know. But that's all we got for you today on anything but basketball. And I appreciate you listening. Yeah. See you guys next week.